0: This is the Birth Village Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Brower. Today on our first Empowering Stories episode, we will be hearing from Alexa Anderson. Alexa has two baby girls, Nani, who's two and a half, and Zuri, who was born November 13th, 2022. We will be hearing a little of both of those stories today. Alexa, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you. So I am really looking forward to getting to hear your birth story. I have been, I see Alexa around town sometimes, and so I've been on pins and needles waiting to hear it. (laughs) Um, But... I would like to ask you first, will you give us a little bit of background info on you? And um, basically, I want to know about your first birth also.
1: Yes. So I gave birth to my first daughter in May of 2020. So right in the middle of the pandemic. And that actually plays into my birth story a little bit because I decided to do an unmedicated birth in the hospital. Wow. So I did my birth in what's called the Simply Birth Suite. So it kind of is supposed to be a combination of the comfort of a home birth in the hospital, as far as you have a bed and a tub and things like that in there. Okay. Real quick. Why did you do unmedicated for your first? I have always been interested in unmedicated birth. I'm not quite sure where it started or why it started, but I've always just thought it was really cool. I'm a little bit more into natural things and I just i thought thought bottle was awesome so i wanted to try it myself so before i gave birth i took uh, trisha Baird a doula here in town i Mm -hmm. took her birth class okay and loved that my husband and i did that and we actually worked with trisha as our doula and so i was really excited i felt prepared and i went into labor and i went into the hospital and i talked to my provider before we'd gone through my birth plan i felt like we were on the same page and then when I was in labor, I felt like he kind of flip-flopped on me oh. and started pressuring me to take Pitocin because my labor was moving a little slower than he wanted it to be. But okay. everything was looking good with me and baby, and I just had to stand my ground and say, hey, you know what, this is what I want. And as he continued every couple hours to come back in and say, hey, you know what, you need to get Pitocin, I just I stuck with what I wanted and what I knew. Wow. And in the end, everything went great, and she was born, and everything was beautiful. Yeah. So I had, like I said, I had a good experience, but I, I just felt like it could be a little bit better. And in addition to that, because of COVID, I wasn't able to have my, my doula Trisha come. Oh, wow. And so that was a bummer too. So it really was my husband and I yeah. uh, doing that, which was a cool experience, but I would have loved to have a little more support, especially when my OB kind of shifted on me. So sure. that's, that's kind of what happened with my daughter's birth. So I knew that this next time I wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um,
0: and so what, so now I guess we'll get into the differences of your second birth. Mm -hmm. Um, how old was Nani when you got pregnant with Suri?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think it was right before her second birthday. Okay. Yeah. So they're almost exactly two and a half years apart. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you get pregnant and then what? So like I said, I knew pretty early that I wanted to do something different. I remember being in the hospital last time and looking at Davis and saying, Davis is my husband, by the way, (laughs) and saying, I'm not doing this again. The same way I wanted to do it different. And so I started interviewing some midwives in town, asking around, hearing about different people in the area, and I... Loved what I would hear when I would talk to people when okay. I would sit down with the midwives and we would kind of talk about procedure how they do things and their mindsets. I'm I was really excited because I was like, wow, cool. we, we feel the same way. I feel like we're really aligning here. Yeah. And so I decided to do a home birth. And then I just kind of built my birth team from there. I had my doula, Trisha, who I worked with again, and then I had my midwife and her assistant, and I just felt so comfortable with everyone that I was working with, and it made me really excited. Yeah, Um, I took the same birth class that I did last time in preparation. You took it the same class twice. I took the same class okay. twice. Yeah. And it was a class of my husband and I it was a Bradley method class uh-huh. and my husband and I did it together. And okay. I felt like that was really good for us because even though we'd experienced it before to get back in that mindset, I, we learned so many new things. Sure. It was awesome. Yeah. So I'm really glad we did that. And I just did the things to prepare myself this time. Like what, I did, like what? I did the meditations. I went and saw a chiropractor consistently. Okay. I exercised. I was getting massages. I was just trying to, I just yeah. was, you know, treating myself well and trying to do the things that I could do to be prepared for Everything that. Everything you were told to do. Yeah, you did it. I did. I was just like, <laughs> let's <job>. go.
0: <laughs> Can <laughs> and, I ask you, uh-huh. Um, how did you handle that with, you already had a kid, so you're already busy. This isn't like, you know, how did you manage doing all of those things. Cause I know that's a tricky for some people sometimes.
1: Yeah. I just prioritized it, which I know is <laughs> everyone says that, but really like with exercising, like I'm taking my daughter with me to the gym. I'm okay. You know, I'm doing my meditations right before bed, just finding little times. I mean, sure. none of it's perfect. You're just doing what you can, but yeah. that's kind of how, and with the chiropractors massages, things like that, or the classes, I, I just prioritized it that was my free time that was my me time you know and so made it happen that way cool thanks Mm -hmm. keep going then yeah so I guess I could just start into when I went into labor yeah with her unless there's anything else before that Uh, well how far along were you when you went into labor was a good another good question (laughs) so I was 41 and two days okay I think when my water broke I believe so at 41 weeks I was feeling a little bit antsy you know yeah. because my doula was actually going out of town and I just <laughs> I was ready to get things moving and so I just I decided to get my membrane swept okay at that point and so I asked my midwife to do that she did that for me she said I was dilated to like a two which was completely different than what had happened with my yeah. first I started dilating really early with her that's a different story but I was <laughs> like oh wow okay and, but I know that that, I just tried not to let it get in my head because I knew how fast I could change. I know that that's just a number. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then two days later, I, I just gone to bed and I woke up to contractions about an hour later Okay, and I had been having contractions off and on for a couple of weeks and they would oh, really? start mostly at night and it would last all night long. And then by the morning it would kind of just paper out and go away oh. and so I just figured this was the same thing even though yeah. I was 41 plus weeks I was like now this is just happening again I can't get my hopes up the contraction that cried wolf exactly <laughs> yes another false alarm it's fine and so I just tried to um go back to bed I wasn't able to because you know they were they were a little bit intense and yeah. so um I'm yeah, two hours after my contraction started, I felt a gush of fluid. I knew that I had had my water break. So I Mm -hmm. got up, I went to the bathroom and I noticed that my water was tinged green. Okay. And I had learned about this in my birth class. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, meconium, but I'm not sure exactly what that means. And so I'm going to, I texted my midwife and I let her know. I said, Hey, my water's broken. This is what's going on. And she told me, Hey, you know, I'd you don't need to worry about it too much because it is green. It probably means the meconium has filtered through. It most likely happened uh, a little while ago. Okay. And so I was like, Okay, I'll keep you updated on what happens. And so I tried to lay down there rest that night, rest as much as I could, Ooh. didn't get much sleep, but I was just resting and Good. In the morning, my daughter woke up and my husband woke up with her. I just figured I'd let him sleep (laughs) because I knew I didn't, I need him later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so they woke up and we kind of just went through that day. I was still having contractions. My contractions never stopped, Mm -hmm. but they would, they would get more consistent. They'd get stronger and then they would slow down. And it was just kind of this wave like that. And it reminded me of my first labor because like I said, it was, it was longer and it took some time, but this time it was just a little bit more intense. And I was going on walks, I was bouncing on the ball, I was doing different (laughs) positions, I was resting, I was just doing just doing the things to just keep myself moving. And um, sometimes I would think, okay, it's happening. And Uh then it would, and then sometimes I'd be like, wow, did this just all we don't know. So that entire day, my husband and I just kind of did that together. My daughter was there. And then by that evening, uh, my daughter went somewhere, I she went to my parents' house to uh-huh. sleep because I thought, okay, you know I think maybe you it's could come time. tonight. Yeah. It's getting to <laughs> that point. And um, we tried to lay down and around midnight, I remember I started feeling I started feeling nauseous and my contractions are getting stronger and I'm like, okay, sweet, I think I think we're getting there. And by three o'clock, I was convinced I was in active labor because my contractions were a couple of minutes apart. They were strong. They were consistent. Yeah. And so I texted my midwife. I'd been talking to my midwife and my doula the entire day. OK. And but at this point, I texted them and said, OK, now it's actually I think it's <laughs> go time. So they ended up coming and. The midwife assistant, my midwife, my backup doula actually came because my doula did end up being out of town. Oh no! But she was incredible, so it ended up being fine. (laughs) And then my birth photographer, they all came around three in the morning, and. Pretty soon after they got there, maybe 30 minutes to an hour, I started to notice those really strong, consistent contractions kind of started to go away. Oh. And I I got really discouraged. I told them, I was like, guys, I'm discouraged. I've been working. At this point, it had been, you know. Almost 24 hours? More than 24 hours, yeah, oh. around that ballpark. and. And so I had my midwife check me and she said, okay, you're dilated to a six. And I was like, a six? I thought this was happening <laughs> yeah. right now.
0: Like I was expecting much further. Right. Just
1: I've been working really hard that yeah. entire day. And so I told him, I said, guys, I'm, I'm discouraged. And they said, don't worry. It's okay. You know? And I said, I'm so sorry. I called all of you guys over this early. And they were so great. They were like, no, 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 this is fine. This is home birth. You're totally good. So you go, they said, you and Davis go lay down, go get in your bed, go relax. And we're going to hang out out here, you know? And so they stayed in my living room and Davis and I went and laid down and again, wasn't able to sleep, but was just resting, just resting in between contractions. And after a couple hours, we got back up and I was feeling a lot better mentally. I was like, okay, we can do this. I got a little bit of rest and yeah. It's going to be okay. So we went on a walk and then we came back and again I just it's up and down. Sometimes Ugh. I'm like, "Oh, cool. Like this is like oh, we're on our walk and it's getting consistent." And then 30 minutes later it's slowing down again. And so we come back and I'm I'm just brainstorming basically with with my birth team we're all like okay let's try the breast pump so we did that for a little bit let's try the rebozo we did that for a little bit let's try this position let's try that one thing that I feel like really helped is they would I would squat down during a contraction and then bear down and that would not like the intensity would go up a lot when I would do that yeah and so that was something I was doing quite a bit And this was again, several hours of this. And then my midwife decided to go to the health food store and she got me some homeopathics. So I actually took, I'm not sure exactly what they were. I need to (laughs) ask her, but I took three different homeopathics under my tongue every 15 minutes for the rest of my labor. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And did did it help? You know what? It could have. I'm not, we did so <laughs> okay. many things that I'm like, I'm not positive exactly sure. what it was. Yeah. But there was that. And then one other thing that after that, it started picking up. So maybe it was. Awesome. Maybe it was those. Okay. During pregnancy, a woman's
0: body goes through many changes. These changes paired with childbirth can leave many lingering symptoms. Some of which include diastasis recti, leaking urine, prolapse, low back or tailbone pain, painful intercourse, and many others. A lot of people will tell you that these things are normal after childbirth, and though they're common, they're not normal. At Shift Physical Therapy, their trained doctors of physical therapy take a holistic approach to evaluating your specific limitations and designing a rehabilitation program to get you back to the activities that you love. If you're interested in learning more about how pelvic floor therapy can help you, Call 435-767-1252 or visit www.shiftphysicaltherapy.us to schedule your appointment today. Shift Physical Therapy is contracted with most major insurances, and for our cash-paying listeners, they're offering a 15% discount if you mention this ad while booking. Once again, that's Shift Physical Therapy. If you sell a product or service that you think our listeners could benefit from and are interested in a sponsorship relationship, contact us at the Birth Village Podcast at gmail.com.
1: So, at this point, we've kind of done a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> we tried a lot. I don't want to say everything. We tried a lot. And how
0: many how many hours in uh, are we now?
1: This is the early afternoon on Saturday. So we're 30 oh. plus hours. Okay. And my midwife said, how aggressive do you want to get? And I said, I'll do anything. <laughs> like, let's try <laughs> like, it. I'm well, done. No, yeah, whatever <laughs> we need to do. And so she said, okay, what we can do is we can do cervical sweeps while you squat down and bear oh. down during each contraction. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So we did that. And after one, I looked at her, I said, how many of these are we doing? Ooh, right. It was very intense. So, and she goes, let's do five. And so we did five of those. And I would just mentally count down after each one. Okay, three more. Okay, two yeah. more, you know. And so we did those cervical sweeps and I again, emotionally, mentally, I was hitting a wall. I'm like, Oh, Oh. I just, I'm, I'm discouraged. And so I went back into my room, I took a shower, I was by myself and I just cried. And I just had an emotional release where I just felt, I felt frustrated. You know, we want to control things. This isn't how I pictured and not that I know that birth is unpredictable. And I knew that going into this, but it's my second baby. I've done this before. I'm comparing this to my other labor and I'm, I'm, I want to control things. I want things to go differently. Of so course. I feel like that was a moment of kind of releasing that, of realizing fully, like I'm not in control. You know, this is how it's happening. It's okay. Just so, just that surrender. Yeah, that surrender. Exactly. I basically feel like I surrendered. Did in that you feel moment. like at any point did you feel like I'm I'm not like I give up? Kind of yes. So b- before that, I had told my husband. I said, I'm not done we're going to keep trying everything, but I need you to know I'm getting really tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told him. Like I just said, I'm getting really, really tired. I want to try everything we can. And this was right before we decided to do the cervical sweeps. This okay. was kind of at that point. And he was awesome. He was just like super supportive of whatever I needed. He was just like, okay, like you're doing awesome. Just, you know, um, let you let me know what you need basically, which yeah. was perfect. That's exactly what I needed to That's hear. That's exactly what he should say. Yeah. Too, yes. <laughs> he was awesome. So, <laughs> anyways, I go get in the shower. I'm, I'm crying. I'm having this emotional release. And during this moment, I, my contractions start picking up. And it was almost to the point where I was so focused on everything else. That I almost didn't notice they were picking up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, you know, these are, they are getting intense enough. I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, in the shower, I was every two minutes. It was consistent. They were long and they were, I knew, and I knew by the time I got out, I was like, okay, I'm an active labor. It's happening. And so my husband, just based on the sounds I was making, (laughs) walked back out and said, Hey, it's happening. This is go (laughs) time. And so they started filling up the tub for me out in the living room where I'd set it up. And, and so I hung out back there in my bathroom for a bit. And then when I was ready, I decided to, I think they came and told me, Hey, it's filled up. It's ready if you want to come get in. And so I walked out there and I got in and I was like, Oh, this feels so good. I was so happy to have that. So I got in the tub and I labored there for a while. So this was finally that active labor that mm-hmm. I'd been waiting for. And then I moved through transition. So this was this was the intense labor. This is the labor that I knew we were close. Yeah. <laughs> so although it was it was difficult, I was like excited to be there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. A- and you knew the stages because of your class. Exactly. So you're like, as soon as you hit that, you know, you get to that hard part. You're mm-hmm.
1: like okay, but yeah, we're close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think I said, I was just so excited to be there. It was almost like, I didn't even care. I was like, okay, finally good. Like it's not going away. Like had, it's like, happening. Renewed energy. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's been an hour. It's still going on, you yeah. know, cause I'd had so much off and on. Yeah. And so, yeah, I moved to transition in the tub and then I started feeling the urge to push. This was probably about three hours that I was in active labor. Okay ish, you know, concept of time is off, but so weird. Yeah. And so I started getting the urge to push. And so I started pushing in the tub and I did that for a little bit. And then my midwife said, Hey, do you want to get out and try a different position? And I'm being like, Oh, fine. Okay. I'll do it. So I (laughs) I mean, not really. Yeah. uh And I I knew she was right. (laughs) It was one of those things. I was like, I should. Okay. And so I got out and I went into the bathroom and I actually sat on the toilet and I pushed there for a while. And I would that's where I was pushing really hard I was working really hard Mm -hmm. and this is also the point where I could feel my body starting to shut down as far as the exhaustion it was just like okay We've done doing this for I thirty nine hours and we're getting really tired. (laughs) Yeah. And so that was kind of a scary feeling for me of like feeling I started feeling lightheaded and things like that. But they were my birth team was awesome. They were coming in giving me honey and orange juice and all the things. And so I would just give it all I had, pushing and each contraction, and then I would rest my head and lay on my husband next to me. And, you know, just try to conserve any energy that I could. Yeah. And so I did that for a while. And it kind of got to the point where I was having a hard time keeping my body upright. Like almost the energy wow. of sitting up was taking like what I had left. I mean, I was doing it, but I could just feel it. I was just like, I need, I need that little bit more to give to to pushing. Yes. And so again, I think, I don't remember who suggested it. Maybe it was me, maybe it was someone <laughs> else, but someone said, do you want to change positions again? And so I walked out, I had set up a mattress kind of next to the birth tub in my living room. Okay. Thank goodness, it was yeah. awesome. So, I went and moved to there. I laid down, and I, my midwife said, I'm gonna check you for a lip cervix because she later told me, She's like, You were pushing hard enough that I was like, th- I know Surprise. we're close, kind okay. of a thing. Like, yeah. they said they could tell she was descending, but it wasn't to the point where we're like, Oh, there's her head. And it probably been about like 40 minutes that I was pushing. Mm. So, anyway, she said, I'm gonna check you for a lip cervix. So, then during those contractions, she went up. And she checked and sure enough, I had a little lipocervix, which happened with my first. So when she said that, my husband and I both chuckled and she's like, what? And I'm like, oh, this has happened before. <laughs> I, heard, I know this. You're like, oh, <laughs> we know about this. Yeah. So anyway, she just moved that out of the way during a couple of contractions, which is very intense, but I was yeah. good. At that point, I knew I was so close that I was, again, I was getting tunnel vision. I was... I hope it was taking everything I had to stay alert and to push, but I knew I was so close. And yeah. I just, I remember the midwife assistant, um, she's saying to me, you want to be here for this. You want to be here? Cause I was telling them, mm-hmm. I was like, guys, I'm, I'm blacking out. Like I'm getting television. She said, you want to be here. You know, you're doing great. You want to be here. And she, yeah. they're having me smell alcohol wipes and just trying to keep me as alert as we could. And so then after that cervical, she moved the cervix as much as she could during the contractions. Um, I pushed for 10 more minutes and then my baby was born Aww. and I felt the ring of fire for the first time, which was, which was good. Cause I think it's, it slowed me down. It helped me breathe through, yeah. um, pushing her out. And, then yeah, was, when she came out, my husband caught the baby, which really? was really cool. Yeah. Oh, so and sweet. then I kind of reached down and grabbed the baby from him and then she went straight to my chest okay. and it was just magic at that point. And it was my energy level was through the roof. I was like a new person, <laughs> you know, because I was, I, I never <laughs> yeah. felt that level of exhaustion. And then she was born and it was just like, it was a dr- <laughs> yes, I'm like, Oh, I feel so good. So yeah, she went straight to my chest and they, any test checking or testing they needed to do was right there she stayed with me and they kept the cord obviously attached for so long. I don't even know. I I birthed the placenta after, and then she was just, she was just there with me and everything was perfect. It was perfect. Yes. And I, that is so beautiful. I remember they said to me, they said, Oh, you didn't tear. You don't need any repairs. And I was really excited about that too. Yeah. <laughs> because I had torn with my first a little so bit. So I wanted to ask you about that. You mm-hmm. said that you felt the ring of fire yes. for the first time with your second baby. Yes. You didn't feel it the first time. N- no. So I pushed for 20 minutes with my first. Okay. And so I think it was just like fast and furious me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but with her, yeah, I felt it, but I think it was good. I think that was part of what helped me. Like the process of. Maybe me pushing longer or things moving a little slower, okay. I think was really good for my body, clearly, because it allowed me to... Helped you to tune in, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Oh, another thing is I my midwife suggested that I put my hand down there and I fill her head once she was crowning and yeah. kind of like fill her to help me with pushing. And that really helped, too. And that was something new I'd never done before. Obviously, in the hospital, they didn't yeah. suggest that to me. And so I that was helpful as well. So I was really excited when they told me that I was like, no way, really? Okay. (laughs) And yeah, the whole process of after birth was perfect. It was so, so awesome. It was everything I wanted. I wrote these things in my birth plan the first time, but I I didn't feel like I necessarily got all of them in the way that I wanted. And this time it was, it was just Perfect.
0: What things did you write in your birth plan that you didn't get the first time?
1: Like the delayed cord clamping, you know, like oh. things like that. They they did delay it a little bit, but not as long as I would have liked. Okay. Or just things like that. So you really felt much more in control. Over yes. The second one. Yeah. And I felt like we were all on the same page. Yeah. You know, me and my birth team, which, like I said before, was just so important to me. Yeah. And it was so nice to be home after and just to be in that space and yeah. my. They helped, they cleaned my kitchen and they started my laundry and they went and set what? up my bed and the bathroom, they, you know, put all the things that I would need in there. And then it helped eventually, you know, after we'd done all the things, they helped us get in bed. And I was just, it was so comfortable and it was so oh awesome. My gosh. Yeah. That's so The nice. people that were at my birth were incredible. I can't stress that enough. My husband kept saying, I've never seen care like this in any regard in my whole life. Wow. I've never seen people care for someone like this and it was really special it was really really cool i love that
0: oh my gosh that's the beauty of a village too yes is that all of these women are used to working together and they really do care about you like you're part of their village
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i guess another thing that was cool too is After I gave birth, I was instantly, you know, went to breastfeed my baby within a couple of minutes and she just wasn't really wanting to latch. Like she was just taking her a little bit of time. And I had had this awesome lactation consultant who I'd worked with before. Just when you're talking about the village, it reminded me and- and after we all had kind of tried to get her to do it for a second we just called her up it would probably been like an hour since i'd given birth and uh-huh. i said hey could you come over and do a home consult tonight and so she came over that night what? like yes within a couple hours and just went through things with me and luckily zuri like totally figured it out and she was fine okay and it, it, everything went great but it was just so nice to know like i wasn't even stressed in that moment i was Cause like i oh, taught got my to. people like i know that like this is going to be fine so yeah. yeah i'm so grateful for for everyone. That's so amazing. And that's what
0: really that's what all this is about mm-hmm. is like spreading th- this culture because everybody can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everybody can have the birth that they want. And you had a birth that was pretty close to what you wanted, mm-hmm. even in the hospital. Um, and you had the birth that you wanted at home. Somebody else can have a different birth than yours, but it's what they want. But only if they have the right resources. Yes. hundred percent. So previously, you had said that in the hospital, almost immediately after giving birth, you were like, "I'm gonna do this different next time." <laughs> Did you have any any thoughts like that after Zuri was born?
1: No, really, I didn't. yeah. So of course, like I said, the labor wasn't what I was anticipating, you okay. know, the length and things like that. Yeah. But the experience, the home birth experience, mm-hmm. and the care and all that—no, I wouldn't have changed a thing. It was amazing. It was so so good. I really think that. If I would have given birth to Zuri in the hospital, for example, I, I don't know that the outcome would have been the same Hmm. because of, you know, just certain protocols and things like that. I'm really glad that this specific birth happened at home in the way that it did. Even though it was more complicated. Yeah. Even though it was, it was long and it was a little bit more complicated, but it was, it was perfect. It was perfect.
0: Yay. Yay. Yeah, I love that for you. I'm so (laughs) happy about that. Is there any part of you that has any ideas of why this labor was more complicated than your
1: first? So I'm not positive, but I talked to my midwife about this and she had a theory. And so one thing that happened during my labor was when I would be alone. So when I would go back into my room or me and my husband would go on a walk or we would have some space, that's when things would pick up. And then when oh, I would right. come and yeah. I was around everyone, it was almost like it it slowed things down. And she said, I have this theory that is that is maybe because with your last birth, you didn't feel safe with your provider. When you were around other people or with your birth team, she said, not that it's us personally, but subconsciously there's a part of you that feels guarded or there's a part of you that doesn't feel fully safe. Like on the defense. Yes, something like that. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting theory. I mean, it totally... like." It, it makes sense because I did feel safe with them, but there, there's so much complex emotion to all of it yeah. that maybe there was a part of me that, that didn't fully like have that surrender until that, later, yeah. until I was at the point where I was like, okay, I really need to like <laughs> surrender. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's
0: really interesting. So I'm curious in, do you remember what you were feeling in those different moments? Like what were you feeling when you would go back with Davis and, and be by yourself for a little while?
1: i think that's when i would let my emotions out a little bit more i would let myself you'd feel cry yes or. i'd cry or i would tell him like i'm so tired like i don't, mm-hmm. you know like because he's my person yeah and, and not that i i told my birth team how i was feeling to an extent but there's that there's that level that yeah. you are able to open up more with your person or when you're by yourself and so maybe maybe that's part of it too is it was just it hmm. was more raw yeah
0: Do you have any advice to someone who is trying to decide how they want to do their labor?
1: Hmm. I think that number one, educating yourself the best that you can, because when you fully understand your options, then you're able to do something that you're most comfortable with. So that's the first thing is educating yourself, maybe taking a class, reading books, listening to other empowering stories, and then interviewing the people that are around you that would be at your birth, whether that's an OB or a midwife at home or things like that. Yeah. I think that gives you all the information that you need to make the decision. And then just listening to your gut. And doing what feels best because with my first, when I, I thought about doing a home birth, especially when COVID hit, because yeah. I knew there was so much unknown and it was causing me a lot of stress. Yeah. I was hearing all these stories of these crazy things happening in hospitals and I, yeah. and I didn't want that. But also the thought of uprooting my plan at, you know, eight and mm. a half months pregnant, that didn't feel good either. Okay, and yeah. I knew that's what I needed to do in that time because that's what felt good to me. Yeah. Is, was to do the hospital birth and I don't regret doing that I had a good experience it's where I was at at that time where this time I felt so ready to do the home birth so just yeah going with your gut if yeah. you have the desire if you to do it one way or the other like I said educate yourself sit with it talk to other people and then go from there yeah
0: I definitely agree I think intuition is one of the mm-hmm. more important things that we need to listen to
1: because our bodies
0: know yeah and our subconscious knows <laughs> it does, <laughs> even when we don't. Sometimes, <laughs> have any advice for anybody that's thinking about doing a home birth? Maybe if they're on the fence.
1: Again, I would just say listening to those empowering stories, talking to other people. I think you'd be surprised when you start to ask around the people that have done a home birth, or the, all the stories you can find online. Obviously nowadays yeah. that are just—it's becoming a little bit more popular. I think. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. So talking to those other people, and like I said, interviewing. Midwives talking to the people mm. that would actually be there. That would actually be your providers. That was every. That was when things really, I became really confident in the process for me is okay, when I sat yeah. down and talked to Janae, when I talked to my midwife.
0: So you think that like starting to assemble your team solidified the home birth decision for you because then you're like, this feels good.
1: Yes, exactly. It gave me like I started to feel even more comfortable in a decision that I already thought I wanted to make. Yeah. But it was like, oh yeah, for sure.
0: Wow. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I am... So grateful that you've come on today. It has been a pleasure to hear your story. And to all of our listeners, just so you guys know, we will have some pictures of Alexa's birth on our Instagram. So you can check that out at the Birth Village Podcast. If you guys want to see those, I'm sure we'll tag her in it if you want to go follow her too. <laughs> and also we would love to hear what you think of the podcast, what you might like to hear in the future. If you have anybody whose story you think we should share, let us know. Cause we'd love to hear about that. If you'd like to help us spread our message, you can rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. That'll help us to reach more people. And you can also contact us via email. Um, the Birth Village Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Alexa, once again, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you. And we will leave you guys with this reminder empowered women empower women. Thanks for listening.